The Philippines reports two new COVID-19 cases, raising the total to five. One of the patients has no travel history abroad. Italy now with the most number of COVID-19 deaths outside China at 148. The UK and Switzerland, meanwhile, report their first COVID-19 fatalities. Ratings agency S&P predicts an estimated $200 billion fallout from the COVID-19 outbreak, with Japan, Hong Kong, Singapore and Australia among the worst hit. Philippine police I-3 angles in the helicopter crash that left top police generals injured. And the Duterte administration regains its excellent satisfaction rating in the latest SWS survey. Good afternoon, I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. Italy's death toll from COVID-19 jumps to 148 after 41 more people died just in the last 24 hours. It has overtaken Iran with the most number of COVID-19 deaths outside China. Infections have also been rising by about 500 per day, forcing Italy to close all schools, universities, cinemas and theaters and suspend all major events. Italians have also been told to avoid any direct physical contact. The UK reports its first coronavirus fatality. British health authorities say an elderly COVID-19 patient with underlying health conditions passed away Thursday. So far, Britain has at least 115 COVID-19 cases. Our sympathies are very much with the, the victim and the, their family. Uh, but the situation is, is pretty much as it has been, in the sense that we're still, Sam, in the, in the contained phase. Though now uh, our scientists are, and, and medical advisors are making preparations for the delay phase. And so what they're looking at in the next few days in the, in the, in the near future is what kind of measures might be necessary uh, to retard uh, the spread of the disease. But for the moment, things are, are, are as they have been. And, you know, I'm going to say this, the best single thing we can do is wash our hands. Switzerland also confirming its first coronavirus death, a 74-year-old woman who had also suffered from a chronic disease. With COVID-19 cases now rising across the globe at a more rapid pace than inside China, the World Health Organization says it's time to pull out all the stops to fight the outbreak. Billy Ramos reports. This is not a drill. This is not the time to give up. This is not a time for excuses. This is a time for pulling out all the stops. An urgent call from the World Health Organization as the new coronavirus that first emerged in the Chinese city of Wuhan late last year continues to spread across the globe. The WHO says COVID-19 can be controlled and contained, but it can only be done with a concerted response by all the world's governments. If countries act aggressively to find, isolate and treat cases and to trace every contact, they can change the trajectory of this epidemic. The WHO has voiced concerns. Some countries have not taken the outbreak seriously enough or have decided there's nothing they could do. The worst thing that can happen to any country or even any individual is giving up. So WHO is saying, don't give up. 
don't surrender. Globally, there are more than 93,000 cases of COVID-19, and that number is expected to rise even further. More than 80,000 infections are in China, where the death toll stands at more than 3,000. Billy Ramos, ABS-CBN News. The COVID-19 outbreak in the U.S. worsens in the East Coast. And New York reports 11 new cases, doubling the total there to 22. As the infection spread, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo slams the efforts of the federal government to contain the disease. He adds, if the outbreak in the state further spreads, it will affect the stock market and the national economy. You don't see any federal officials running around here taking samples or doing anything else. So it's all managed, all administered by the states. And New York State gets 35 million. We, on our own, allocated 40 million. And they have an $8 billion supplemental. And New York State gets $35 million. So that's insufficient? Yes, it's insufficient. Oh, this, if it continues, well, look at the stock market, right? It could have effect on the national economy, could have effect, an effect on the global economy, depending on how it's perceived, right? Uh, and New York will go with the national tide. Over in the West Coast, a cruise ship carrying thousands of passengers and crew members currently held in California due to COVID-19 fears. The Grand Princess ship is linked to the state's first COVID-19 death, a 71-year-old male passenger during its previous trip to Mexico. There are nearly 3,000 passengers on board that ship and 1,100 crew members, including hundreds of Filipinos. 35 have shown flu-like symptoms. We are work working closely with the Coast Guard, with the Center for Disease Control, and with the state uh, to uh, address this issue. We know it's important that we take precautionary steps before any consideration occurs to determine where this cruise ship will land. And I want to be clear uh, with the people of San Francisco that we're doing everything we can to work with the state and the federal partners per per to prepare. The Philippine Embassy and consulates in the U.S. and the Caribbean closely monitoring the COVID-19 cases in their areas. They are in touch with local governments, community leaders, as well as cruise lines operating in their jurisdictions. The Philippine Foreign Affairs Department confirms there are some 500 Filipino crew members on the Grand Princess cruise ship. The agency says there are passengers and crew of unidentified nationalities who are exhibiting symptoms and are being tested accordingly. The U.S. economy could take a hit from COVID-19. That warning from U.S. President Trump himself, who assured Americans his administration is capable of handling the outbreak. Trump also calling for calm, saying the COVID-19 threat will eventually pass. For now, though, Wall Street is suffering heavy losses, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average plunging by nearly 4% Thursday. So... It's going to all work out. Everybody has to be calm. It's all going to work out. But to Catherine's original question, there is a long-term plan if it lasts sure. longer than you think. We could have a, a very long-term plan. We hope that doesn't happen. But we're, we have plans for every single possibility. And I think that's what we have to do.
U.S. President Trump signing the coronavirus funding bill into law Friday. That's according to U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, who's leading America's response to the COVID-19 outbreak. The U.S. Congress has approved and sent to Trump an $8.3 billion bill to fight the disease. More than $3 billion will be used for research and development of vaccines, test kits and medical treatments. Pence maintains the COVID-19 risks to Americans remain low or remain slow, adding people should not even buy masks if they're healthy to free up supply for healthcare workers and people who are sick. We have no higher priority than the health and safety of the American people. Uh, and uh, our priority is, uh, is to ensure that, uh, that Americans who have contracted the coronavirus receive the treatment, um, therapeutic support, um, that uh, every American would want a family member uh, to receive. But I do have a word uh, uh, to the average American about how you can help as well. Um, unless you are ill, you have no need to buy a mask. And one of the ways that, that healthy Americans can support our efforts uh, to be there for patients and to be there for health care providers is to is to not purchase masks on the commercial market. This mask that you get in most of the drug stores, which we often refer to as masks, are only helpful if you're the one that's infected. So it will protect others from your germs. So wearing this as a healthy person will not protect you, but a sick person wearing this mask will help protect others from getting infected. Here at home, Philippine officials have confirmed two new COVID-19 cases, bringing the total to five. Health Secretary Francisco Duque says that two patients are Filipino males. One recently returned from Japan. The other, a 62-year-old, had no known travel history abroad. But Duque clarifies it's premature to consider it a local transmission. There is no transmission to speak of as of yet because we only have one. Then, that's why we're doing contact tracing. So, to establish whether or not there are other cases or clustering of cases. But now, it's uh, premature to say that there is a local transmission. How the uh, fifth case got the COVID-19, we really don't know. And that is the reason why we're doing uh, contact tracing, is to be able to find out the source. The two patients are now at the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine in Muntinlupa City. Three foreigners who recently traveled to the Philippines have also tested positive for COVID-19. Philippine officials are now tracing people who have had contact with them. The latest now on Thursday's helicopter crash that left top Philippine police officials injured, including Police Chief Archie Gamboa. Investigators say they're looking at three possible angles, pilot error, aircraft failure and missed flight protocols. Police have formed a special task group to look into the crash. It will be led by Police Deputy Chief for Operations Guillermo Elizar. The task force has sought the assistance of the country's Civil Aviation Authority and the Philippine Air Force. Flight radar and black box, pero we have yet to find out. Pero according to the provincial director of uh, Laguna PPO, who happens to be a pilot himself, itong uh, bell 
for two nights, walang uh, wala siyang uh, black box. Sa atin kasi, this is probably the first time that uh, the PNP will be conducting a uh, chopper or aircraft crash investigation. Sa kaya uh, we really need the the, the help of uh, a concert agency. Police General Camilo Cascolan has been named officer in charge of the Philippine National Police while Gamboa is recovering. Gamboa released a video Thursday assuring the public he's okay and that he will return to work come Monday. The Duterte administration has regained its record high net satisfaction rating, scoring a 73% approval from Filipinos surveyed during the last quarter of 2019. That's up six points from 67% in the third quarter. It also matches the administration's score from the second quarter of 2019 and marks a shift from a rating of very good back to excellent. The Social Weather Station survey shows the excellent rating was consistent across all geographic areas. Duterte also garnered an excellent rating from lower social classes through his, or make that though his rating dipped to very good for classes A, B, and C. The administration saw a one-grade improvement on five subjects and stayed steady on ten others. But it slipped from good to moderate in one subject, recovering the Marcos ill-gotten wealth. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte tells business mogul Manny Pangalidan they should meet soon. That's according to Duterte's former special assistant and now Senator Christopher Bongo. Bongo denies Duterte is angry at the Manila chairperson whom he previously threatened to charge with economic sabotage over the water concessionaire's allegedly onerous contracts with government. Duterte and Pangilinan sat next to each other during an infrastructure project event in Caloocan City Thursday. The two also shook hands after Duterte's speech. The COVID-19 outbreak will have a significant impact on developing Asian economies, that assessment coming from the Asian Development Bank. So far, ADB estimates the global economic impact of the outbreak could come between $77 billion and $347, or up to 0.4% of the global GDP, depending on how long the health crisis would last. It adds the losses will be spread across different channels, including tourism, trade, and domestic demand. But ADB says it's ready to provide aid to its members as they deal with the outbreak. S&P Global Ratings, meanwhile, warns a fast-spreading coronavirus outbreak could knock over $200 billion off the combined economies of the Asia-Pacific. And among those exposed, Australia, Hong Kong, Japan, Korea, Singapore, and Thailand, all those countries are seen to enter or come close to a recession due to risks of local transmission of the virus to tighter financial conditions. S&P, meanwhile, cuts its growth forecast for China the epicenter of the outbreak to 4.8 percent. Another economic think tank, the Economist Intelligence Unit, revises its global growth forecast downward, also due to the outbreak. It sees a global economy growing just 1.9 percent this year from its earlier forecast range of 2.3 percent to 2.9. I think the level of risk will be determined by the openness of the country to international trade. Um, any country that relies on uh, its external sector um, or, for example, um, flows of international tourists, which, which is the case for many Southeast Asian countries, then they are exposed to 
uh, the risk that we've mentioned in this uh, report. And although I think the situation in Southeast Asia is looking good right now, um, I think governments do have to consider the very high risk that outbreaks of the coronavirus could occur there. And even if they don't, they're going to face the repercussions of lower global demand and weak business and consumer sentiment this year as a result of the virus. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.